Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. across the globe. The presence of God is reaching you wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. Last Sunday we started what we call what a legacy. Somebody says what a legacy. We said we'd be discussing the legacies of two people in the Bible. We talked about these two young men had the same background. They were all children of God. They were all royal children from the from the royal family. Uziah was born a child of the king. And at 16 he became the king. Praise God. Can we go? First, Second Chronicles chapter 26. Let's read verses 5 and 15. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verses 5 and 6, 15. Verses 5 and 15. He sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Can you give me New Living Translation for of of that verse? No, okay, let, of that verse five, because the way the New New Living Translation put it is very. Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. Do you see that? Who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. He was taught to fear God and to seek guidance. These two words are very important. To fear God and guidance. He said, I will guide you by my eyes. He sought God. To fear God and the guidance, the guidance to receive direction from the Lord. Praise the Lord. And as long as he did this, he prospered. In a nutshell, he depended on God. Praise God. He depended on God, not on his intellect, not on his ability, not on his, on his expertise. Praise God. But as long as I consistently did that, he was very prosperous. Give me f- verse 15. And he built structure on the walls of Jerusalem. They signed by expert to protect those who shoot arrows and hold large stones from the towers and corners of the wall. His fame spread far and wide for the Lord gave him marvelous help and he became very powerful. King James Version said he was marvelously helped by God. Praise God. Because he depended on God, had fear for God, sought guidance from God and God marvelously helped him and became very powerful. And King James Version said he became very strong. How wish he continued like this? Helped. It started well. Like as I said, that all of us, a majority of God's people, are like King Uzziah. We always start very well. But the Bible said the better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. It is not how you started that matters. It is good to start well. But how do you end? How do you want to end? Is a fire still in your eye? 
the passion. Last Sunday we said that those of us immigrants, whether those of our brothers from the, the Americas, or those of us from Asia or from Africa, coming to the U.S. will make all the promise, God, if you bring me to the U.S., I will serve you. I will do this. I will do that. And God is a promise keeper. He always keep his side of the bargain. Are we keeping our own side of the bargain? And you notice that King Uzziah could not manage the success that God kept him to attain. It is not just it is not difficult for God to make you great. It is not difficult for God to make you prosperous. It is not difficult for God to raise you up. But can you maintain it? Can you remain up there? That is where we are having problems today in the church. We are having problems because it's not everyone that can manage success. You cannot manage success outside God. Somebody say, what a, what a legacy. We asked last Sunday, what legacy are you leaving behind? What are we leaving behind those coming after us? What are we leaving behind for? Those coming after us. We discover that Uzziah. The one that was taught to fear God. And guidance from God. Abandoned God. When he became strong. Verse 16. Verse 16. But when he had become powerful. King James Vashon said when he became strong, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the, on the what? Incense altar. There are boundaries that we must maintain. I always say that life without control is a life of death and destruction. That's the reason why the manufacturers of automobile, Lamborghini is a very fast car. They have to put brake. Right? They give you a Lamborghini without brake. That's your death sentence. There is a boundary we must not cross. Line we must not cross. But who say allow the success that God gave to him? The Bible says, what do you receive? What do you have that is not given to you from above? Anything you have came from somewhere. It came from God. God gave to you that talent you have. The wisdom you have. The house. The home. The success. You have. Is from God. The children you have. Is from God. The husband you have. Is from God. The wife you have. Is from God. The money you have. Is from God. The pastor. I work hard. Excuse me. Well over a million Americans went with COVID. But here you are. Senator Kane of Virginia was speaking on CNN. Senator Kane was the former governor of Virginia State. Two times.
term, two times governor, if I'm not mistaken, before he became senator. And he's now on his second lap, which is 12 years. He was talking about the effect of the COVID on him. He's a very wealthy, successful man. And a senator, a former governor. He was on CNN. That's why I'm speaking like, you know. He was talking, telling, speaking. I say he has to come out. Because many people don't believe that this thing is real. For the past two years, what they have been suffering because of the COVID effect on him. But here you are. Here you are. God gave you the health and the life. There is nothing we have that we didn't receive from God. He was taught to fear God and seek guidance from God. Then he became big. He became successful. He became powerful. He became strong. And he now said, I did it. It is my strength. It's my wisdom. It's my effort. The priest that he rely on, he depend on Zechariah, right? Zechariah is a priest, a prophet that taught him the things of God. His pastor is no more the pastor. He said, who are you? Do you know who I am? Came there and started doing what he was not supposed to do. The pastor told him, you are not the priest. You are the king. You are not permitted. You have, you have sinned against God. Instead of being humble, I said, I'm sorry. I miss it. If he had repented, he wouldn't have ended the way he repented. You see, like as I said last Sunday, homes that have been built for years, relationship built for years, just one single action. Because you're not ready to say you are sorry. Humble yourself. You destroy the home you have built. You destroy the relationship. You destroy the work you're doing. And that's what is happening today. I am sorry. Has a lot of power. Can do and undo. After all, the Bible says soft world turns away wrath. You are not too big to say I'm sorry. My dad, the presiding bishop, we always tell you, please. He cannot say, do this without putting please. And at the end, he will say, thank you. But people, many, those things are not in their dictionary and in their vocabularies. My baby girl is here. You, they will prepare food. You eat. Your, your, you, your wife will cook for you. You eat and you stand up. You can't even say thank you, honey. You can't even say, let me go and help wash the dish. You say thank you. I don't eat anything without first saying thank you, sweetheart. When you say thank you, you energize and empower the person. Appreciation energizes people to go extra miles. Humility. The Bible said God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. To resist God work against 
God fight the proud. If God is working against you, God is fighting you, who will deliver you? Somebody say, what a legacy. So Hosea that was helped marvelously ended with leprosy. Die the leper. I reject that for you. Because he was not humble. Become so proud. Another person we'll be talking about today. Same blue blood. Daniel. Daniel from the royal family. He was carried as a captive into Babylon. But Daniel, like Uzziah, had a foundation, a relationship with God. Daniel did not say, oh, because I am far from home, let me live my life the way I want it. Can you give me Daniel chapter 1? From verse 1 to 10. Daniel chapter 1 from verse 1 to 10. New King James Version, please. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 to 10. Let's read quickly. Daniel chapter 1, from verse 1 to 10. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Verse 2, we are going to 10. And the Lord gave Joachim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shenai, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of God, of his God. Then the king, of, the king instructed Asphenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants. Did you see that? And some of the king's descendants are some of the nobles. So Daniel is of the king's descendants. It's a royalty. Verse 4. Young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand who had ability to serve in the king's palace. And whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Let's just pause there. The enemy have not ceased from his operation. The way he functioned. The same way he is functioning today. To make people erase their identity and indoctrinate them. You understand what I'm saying? That is what today many people are in church but they don't know who they are. Many are being indoctrinated today. You see this in the same way. These were children of God from the royal family. Look at the quality they have. Blemish. Many people come over to the U.S. Balling as Christians. Go to developed country. Go to Europe. Go to Japan. Go to China. And they forget who they are. Many even leave home for college. And they forget who they are. Leaving home for college. Go to college and they forget who they are. They lose their identity. And they are being indoctrinated by the enemy. That's the same thing he's doing today. Continue verse 5. And the king anoint, appointed for them a daily provisions of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years of training for them so that 
at the end of that time, they must serve before the king. The point for them, the king's delicacy. Indoctrinate and feed them with things they are not supposed to have relationship with. Rather than feeding on the word of God, they are feeding on the philosophy of man. You see people in church, like I always say, they can spend time reading fat, voluminous book. Just reading the, the empty nonsense. The figment of man's imagination. Some, somebody's philosophy or an idea. But they can't spend time reading the Bible. And they'll take this idea, this philosophy, and they'll be questioning and querying the Bible. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Being indoctrinated. The devil is seeing indoctrinated people all over the world today. See, erasing the identity. Verse 6. Now, from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. These four young men stood out. They were not the only people from Jerusalem, Judah, the royal family, they were taken to Babylon as captives. But what happened to all that royal children? All that children from Judah, they have disappeared. They follow the current of the world. They follow the trend. They follow the trend. I repeat that in our lives in the name of Jesus. You will not follow the strand. You will not follow the world. You will not go down the drain in the name of Jesus. You will not lose who you are. You will not be indoctrinated by the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Verse 7. To them the chief of the eunuch gave names. He gave Daniel the name Bethesda, see, changing the identity. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. Not the one thing that stood out. That's what picked him. Even though they changed his name, he still maintained his name. He refused to adopt the name of the enemy because the name given to him by Caesar is an idol worship name. You notice that Daniel's name ran through from Gen Daniel chapter 1 to Daniel chapter 12. Still answering Daniel. Whose name are you answering? Are you answering the name? Of your circumstance. The name that the enemy tells you. The name of your problem. Or are you answering the name that God calls you? I say here in this house. That people. Can be bold and be confident and proud. To say. I am Dr. This. I am Engineer This. I am Antony This. I am Congress or Senator This. I am Mr. President. I am the Governor. But many are not bold to say I'm a child of God. Take the census. If you go out, you leave these four walls. Many are not bold to tell them I am a child of God. What name are you answering? It's the same way. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Praise the Lord. 
How many have the confidence to say, I'm the redeemer of the Lord? How many have the confidence to say, my name is Fred Oimuse. I am washed by the blood of the Lamb. I am a child of God. I am the redeemer of the Lord. How many? The enemy, when he changes your name, your identity, he has gotten you. You will not lose who you are. You will not lose your identity. You will not lose your name. Daniel refused to accept the name from the enemy. He refused to lose his identity. Someone say, what a legacy. He refused to lose his identity. Look at it, verse 8. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defy himself. Look at it. It's the issue of the heart. Somebody say it's a heart journey. Our walk with God, the Christian life, is the issue of the heart. Is the issue of the heart. What controls your heart controls your life. Whoever controls your heart controls your life. Never you forget. What controls your heart controls your life. Whoever controls your heart controls your life. For out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It is your heart that defines who you are. And what you feed your heart with is who you are. He settled it in his heart. Which means Daniel did not allow his heart to be taken over captured. He is in captive. He is a slave. But his heart was not captivated. Just like Joseph. Joseph was a slave. Sold. But his heart was not captivated. His relationship with God was not tempted. He still know who he is. I belong to God. I am a child of God. He was able to separate himself from what is happening in Egypt and in Potiphar's house. And that is why when Potiphar's wife came calling, he was able to resist her. Because when your heart is captured, you have been captured. Many Christians today, they come to church. But their hearts have been captured. And that's the reason why the moment they step out of the church hall, auditorium, they become something else. Because they have lost their identity. You will not lose your identity. Your heart will not be captured by the enemy. Somebody said, what a legacy. Daniel refused to lose his identity. He refused his heart to be captured by the enemy. He proposed in his heart that he will not defy himself with the portion of king's delicacy, nor with the wine which he drank. Yeah, he looked good. Everything that glitter is not gold. And because everybody is doing it does not make it right. Hear me. I hear me clearly. The devil is real in the United States. The devil is real in Afghanistan. The devil is real in China. The devil is real in Nigeria. Wherever you are. The word of God is real. It's the same anywhere in the world. The same standard. 
matter of fact, kind of running ahead of myself, Daniel is an epitome. The symbol of a believer living and surviving in an environment that's not conducive. Wherever you find yourself, Daniel is an example that you can survive in a pagan environment and not be polluted, not be corrupted. You can be in that office. I used to have a friend those days. Work in Nigerian custom. In Lagos, Nigeria. Young man. In, in the church in Akoka. He refused to take the envelope they passed. Every Monday morning, they would distribute the envelope to everyone. He refused to take the envelope. They would say, you... You will suffer. Are you the one that killed Jesus? My name is John. John. My name is Peter. My name is Paul. Are you the only Christian? Are you guys what? Before the end of the month, the same people that are taking envelope will come to him to borrow money. I don't know where you get that nonsense. That's if you can't beat them, join them. The Bible say, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. And you are the light of the world. Daniel is an example. Somebody say, what a, what a legacy. Can you compare Daniel? And who's there? Daniel said, no. I don't want to defy myself. And, they, and if you read down to verse 10, because of time, God gave them favor with the eunuch. And they suggested, let's eat vegetable and drink water. And there are many that come to church today also that still sip alcohol. The pastor, Bible didn't say we should not drink that. He said, give Strong drink to he who want to perish. So strong, strong drink is not for kings. You are a royal priesthood. You are a king. He has made us king and priest unto our God. Have you not read it in your Bible? Many. But Daniel said no. I used, to, I used to drink heavily those days. Big South and Gulda. I don't know whether they have it here. I was sitting, I would take nine bottles, still take my key and enter motor and drive. Get a hold of rum. You, you wash it down. Before you know, you have emptied the bottle of rum. You've been there. Smoke three packets of cigarettes daily. You light cigar with cigar. And yet, my senior brother that paid my school fees don't can't swear for me that I smoke. Because he has never seen me with one. He doesn't pay. The day I knew the evil I've been doing to myself was the day I gave my life to Christ. And I was encountered. I soaked myself with tears. Holy God did a deep work in me. It turned around inside out. As I walked out from the church, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Saved and filled with the Holy Ghost the same day. So I was walking out from the church. But those malams that are selling cigarettes and everything, some people there were buying, were smoking. And this thing tore my tummy. I was about to throw out and bring out all my intestine. 
I said, see? So what I was doing to myself, the Holy Ghost said, see the evil you have been doing to yourself. Peter's speaking to the Jews in Acts chapter 2. He says, save yourself from this untoward generation. You might get yourself involved in all the things. The Bible, there's no way it's written. I should not wear short naked to the church and preach. Is it written in the Bible there? But I know that all things are not lawful for me. And they are not expedient. You understand what I'm saying? And I would not be brought under the control of any of them. The Bible did not say, Fred, oh, Musa, don't wear short naked to, to preach. The Bible says you should not wear short naked to church. But you know, decency demand you must be decent and orderly in all things, right? So when you are querying, what did the Bible say about this? What did the Bible say about this? It shows your heart because your heart has been captured. That near purpose in its heart. He maintained intimacy with God. He did not allow. Yes, I am a, a captive in Babylon in a foreign land. But my heart is not captivated. My relationship with God is not captivated. Give me Daniel chapter 6 from verse number 1. God help me. See if I can drop this now. Praise God. Daniel maintained his relationship with God and opt himself game with God, praise God. Every blessing, every promotion he received draw him closer to God. You understand what I'm saying? Every promotion, every blessing, in fast, in chapter 2, he interpreted the dream and he was promoted because he was not selfish. He asked the king, Nebuchadnezzar, to promote his friend Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You understand what I'm saying? And they were promoted. Are you the only cock that grows? Are you the one that wants everybody lifted up? Are you the one that people raise ladder for you to climb? When you climb, finish, you push the ladder down. Not Daniel. Then he was being promoted. He becomes so powerful that of all the president, he's number one, he's preferred. You see, his relationship with God was intact. The more God promote him, the more God bless him, the more he honor God, the more he drive to know him, to worship him, to please him. Or like Uzziah, that the more God bless him, he blew it all. Look at it. It pleased Tyros. This is another king. Daniel was privileged to serve four kings. Four. Not four presidents. Because maximum term in America is eight years, right? Kings is until they die. Bible history told us that Daniel served in the court, in the palace for well over 70 years. Well over 70 years, he was still very faithful, maintaining his integrity, maintaining his relationship with God. He did not compromise his faith. Many promoted by God get out there, the first thing they do, they compromise his faith. Pastor, this is business. Excuse me? God put you there as his representative, as his ambassador, as his light, that through you, people will see, all tests and see that the Lord is good. 
for you to bring light to that place. When you compromise your faith, you have lost it. The kingdom of God suffers. And that's the reason why it seems today as if the church is powerless. Because the moment God exposed some people to a little success, a little progress, they compromise their faith. For you to be at the corridor of power and the helm of affairs for over seven decades, there is something about you that others must learn. And you did not compromise your faith. You did not lose your identity. You did not lose your integrity. There's something about you that we must study. Daniel is a rich treasure for any child of God that wants to live for God to study. Study the life of Daniel. As a youth, started as a youth. To old age, maintain his work with God. Hosea started as a youth, 16 years. Go to adulthood, you blow it. You will not blow it in the name of Jesus. Daniel is a rich treasure. You want to live for God? Study the life of Daniel. How he maneuvered and handled every issue that come to him without compromising his faith. You God are planted in the marketplace. Study the life of Daniel. How to maintain your identity and secure your heart, not losing your heart, not losing your name, not compromising your faith, not compromising your integrity. A rich treasure, Daniel. Rich treasure for everyone that wants to live for God. Everyone that wants to be at the corridor of power and yet in tune with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Everyone that we boldly speak truth to power. Daniel spoke truth to power without compromise, without fear, without missing what because he was not a polluter, they did not buy him. So when it speaks, the king, they listen. You know what I'm saying? Now look at it. Daniel chapter 10, 6 verse 1. It pleased Darius. This is another king. Remember he served four kings. He started with Nebuchadnezzar. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. Over Verse 2, please. And over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Three. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to set him over the whole realm. Do you see that? Did not compromise his faith. Did not lose his identity. Did not sell out his heart. Did not allow the enemy to capture his heart. Did not compromise his integrity. His character. You are in church. You are a deacon. You are a title holder in the church. But who are you out there outside the church? Are you among those that change figures? Are you among those that do or do? Credit card fraud. You say you're a child of God. Never change his character. Did not compromise because he distinguished himself above all the governors. An excellent spirit was found in him. Pastor Mrs. was talking this morning about tithe. Are you faithful? You see, I always tell people that 
what you do when people are there does not reveal who you are. You are a true person is what you do when people are not there. Somebody like my dad, the presiding bishop, Dr. Michael Konko. What I do behind him define who I am. Whether I have love or reverence for him or not. It's not in the face live service. How do I handle his things if it, when he's not there? Because what you do in the secret is your true identity. Your true character is what you do when nobody is there. Integrity is who you are when there's no camera, when there's no light. This Daniel distinguished himself above the governors, Satra, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to settle of setting him over the whole realm. And because of this, go to, to verse four. Look at it. Other governors gang up against him. We said that Daniel is a great treasure for any child of God. Huh? that want to excel and to live for God in the marketplace without selling himself, compromising or losing his identity. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault. Do you see that? He is integrity personified. Good at his job. at his job. They could find no child fault. Because he was faithful. I was and, and nor was there any error of fault finding him. Do you see that? He was faithful. Faithful at work. Faithful to God. You, you see, you cannot be faithful to man when you are faithful to God. Write it down. You can never be faithful to man when you are faithful to God. And when you are faithful, it doesn't mean that you are foolish. Verse 5. They did everything to set him up. They found no fault. With his job, no fault. He was faithful. Lawyer. A faithful and loyal friend who will find. Today, people, it is difficult to find people that are faithful and loyal. People burn bridges so easily. Then these men said, look at what they said. These are idol worshippers that are in the same workplace with him. And they know he's a child of God. That office you are in, they know that you confess you're a child of God. They will pressurize you. Do you have the integrity to shine as light? Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Do you see that? We did everything about the job. His professional life is spotless. He doesn't take bribe. He doesn't chase figure. He is faithful. He, he doesn't come in 701 and say he comes 658. He said, the only fault we find with him is with his God. Verse 6. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said, thus to the him, King Darius, live forever. I see, praise. The Bible says, remove 
the foolish, the, the evil men around the king, his throne will be established in righteousness. Now they go, give him praise, lip service. Verse 7. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators, the satraps, the counselors, and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. You see, most of the time we read that the lion could not eat Daniel. Right? Why did the lion not eat Daniel? Because this is the thing. The character, the lifestyle is the same. He never changed. He did not play game with his walk with God, his relationship with God, his walk. He did not play game. He was faithful and loyal to God, faithful and loyal to man. Are you faithful? Are you loyal? Spirit of God, help us. Holy Spirit, help us on this journey. Help us, Holy Spirit. Somebody say, what a legacy. Do you compare this with Uzziah? Now, Daniel have served four kings. No dent. Even chapter 5. Belshazzar, or what's his name, the son of, of Nebuchadnezzar, that drank with the cup of gold, and there was a handless hand that wrote on the wall, many, many you have seen. And they could not interpret. And they have to call Daniel to interpret. The man promised all the things they would give. Daniel said, I will interpret, but keep your gift to yourself. Could not be bought over. Look at people. They say they are believers. They are Christians. In this country. You go to Sunday school. But we cannot trust. When you say good morning. You are a politician. You are in government, but you are living a lie. That's why we have a problem in the land. Not Daniel, who can be as powerful as him in the land, but loyal and faithful. Our community, our society will not change, cannot be transformed. Until the lights have started to become light. The nations of the world cannot change, cannot be transformed. Until the lights and the salt take their place. People that can speak truth to power. Without compromising their faith. Without being bought over. See box load of dollars. You see all the is it Benjamin or what they call it? Smiling on your face. You say um, um, uh, I, I thought, but not Daniel. Not Daniel. Or the governor of the kingdom. They lied to the king. Why would they do? Because they after Daniel. Verse eight. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the maids and patient which does not alter. Verse 9. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree not knowing they were working against him because he loved Daniel and he was trying to make Daniel number one ahead of above all of them. Look at the verse 10. 
that when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks, thanks before his God. Read that last word with me. As was his custom, as was his custom since early days. As was his what? Custom. This is his regular practice. No compromising his faith. His prayer life was refused to be. His prayer life, his relationship with God, no compromise. In no go area. He said, okay. You you want you have tried my professional life, no problem. You didn't say anything. Well, to live is for Christ, to die is for Christ. Many of us, things like this happen. You, you change your mind. You say, I, I, I didn't know it's like this. Pastor didn't tell me it's like this. No, I, I don't believe it. I'm not part of them. Excuse me, I thought you say you're a child of God. Daniel, this is his customer. This is his standard. Can I ask a question? Do you have prayer altar in your family? Do you do devotional? Do you pray with your children? Do you pray? Do you study your Bible apart from the church? His custom since early days. Remember, he proposed in his heart he will not defy himself with the king mean. Nothing, nothing Absolutely nothing come between him and God. Somebody say, what a legacy. Oh, yeah. For that to me, please. Can you drop to 15? 16. Let's drop to 16 because of time. Drop to 16. So the king gave the command. Now, at the end of the day, when they now saw Daniel praying, they went to the king and told king, you see, Daniel does not respect you. He's not praying to his God rather than praying to you. Is the king God? And the king knew that Daniel is a child of God. So the king gave the command and they brought, before then, verse 15, the king did everything to rescue Daniel. Because he knew that his jealousy and envy that made them to do what they did. So when they could not, so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, look at the king, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. The king knew who Daniel is. He knew the place of his God in his life. Out there in the community you live. In the midst of your friends, do they know the place of your God in your life? That's a testimony of the king. Verse 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mount of the Dane, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. They, they, they seal it up with a lion. I look at it. The lion could not eat him. Drop to 24. Drop to 24. Drop to 24. Because of time. No, let's read 20, 22, 23 for you to get it. 22, 23. 21, 21. Because I want you to hear the king. Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. In 20, the king asked. Because 18 down to 20, the king could not sleep. 
Then he now ran, early in the morning, he ran to the lion's den and shouted, Daniel, the servant of the living God, the, the God whom you serve continually, able to save you. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. 22. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they could, they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. 23. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him. Do you see that? And commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. And no injury whatever was found on him. Because he believed in his God. Believed in his God. I know I've taken time. I just want to wrap this. I don't want to come back to it. 24. And the king gave the command. And they brought those men who had accused Daniel. And they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives. I always tell us it's not just about you. Oh God. Every time I read this, and Achan, my heart melts. Every act of unfaithfulness and disloyalty to God. You are harming your generation. Every act of unfaithfulness and disloyalty to God. You are harming your generation. Look at this. And they cast them. They brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives. Same thing with Achan. How are you living your life? All you are doing is not just about you. Either you are harming your children, your wife, your family, or you are blessing them. What side of the divide are you? And the lions overpowered them. And broke all their bones in pieces. Before they ever came to the bottom of the thing. For them to know that those are not mannequins. Right? That he was using. Because some people, uh, conspiracy theorists will not say, Oh, those are not real lions, you know. Say, look at it. Before they get to the bottom of the thing, they were... Their bones have entered into the belly of the lion. Verse 25. Then King Darius wrote to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. Verse 26. We are stopping 28. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. 27. 27 please. He delivers and rescues. Your God, my God delivers and rescues. I said your God and my God delivers and rescues. And he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Look at how he closed verse 28. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Served four kings. He ended up gloriously. If you go home, you read Daniel chapter 12, 1 to 3. And verse 13. He ended up gloriously. Unlike Uzziah that ended with leprosy. 
You cannot serve God and lose. What legacy are you leaving behind? What a legacy. Compare the two. Started from the same level. How will you be remembered? What are you leaving behind? Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to him. Capacity. Lord, I ask, even as a voice of man ceases, I ask you to echo this truth. Echo this truth in our heart. Echo this truth in our spirit. Echo this truth in our souls. Help us to leave the right legacy. Help us to maintain our relationship with you. Never compromise our faith. Not to lose our identity. Not our heart to be captured by the enemy and by the world. Help us, Holy Spirit. Enumulate our spirit, our soul, our heart and our mind. Help us to be your ambassadors and your voice. Help us to be the true light that speaks truth to power. At the corridor of power. In the the marketplace to be your disciples indeed. To be your representative indeed. To be your voice indeed. Like Daniel. In the name of Jesus. The beginning of you living a good legacy is you receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the beginning. That's the foundation. The foundation of good legacy. Is receiving Jesus and as your Lord and Savior. Totally depending on the Holy Spirit to guide you. I want to pray with you now. Wherever you are, God loves you. He gave his son to die for you. So I want you to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving me Jesus. Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. You came to this world. You died for my sins. I receive you now. As my Lord and Savior, help me from this day to live for you, to be your true representative in the name of Jesus. Help me to be your mouthpiece, to maintain my integrity in the marketplace and be your voice and the light, the true light in Jesus' name. If you have made the prayer, welcome to the greatest family. And now listen to me. I want you to go to your smartphone and your tablet and download the Bible. It's free of charge. Make good friends with your Bible. Go to any Bible-believing church. Tell the pastor I sent you. If you're here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, I make both to invite you to Trem Atlanta God's Embassy's Manor. 1611-1611 Ross West Street's Manor. Zip code 30080. I look forward to seeing you every Sunday morning. 10 a.m. God bless you. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.